Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and welcome to Season 14 of South Park. Yep, we have arrived at the beginning of Season 14 of South Park. Can you believe it? 14 seasons. Uh, It's kind of surprising. Now, before we get into it, I kind of want to start a new tradition here. Uh, This is going to be a new tradition um, for when we start a brand new season, you the listeners and myself. And that is, I'm going to take a drink of Mike's Hard Lemonade to toast to the new season and hope that we have a very good season. So with that, here's a toast to... Season 14 of South Park. And let's have a drink. Very good. So, coming off the last episode where I talked about pee, go to a completely different route. And that is, well... Famous people and sex. Because the episode that we'll be talking about this week is Sexual Healing. That is the name of the episode. So, in between this time, from the last episode that aired, which was November, to now, one of the biggest stories happening in between that break is Thanksgiving night 2009. It is the night that Tiger Woods was allegedly caught cheating on his wife, Eileen, uh, and they had this fight. And really, this was kind of the decline of Tiger Woods. Because as a sports fan, Tiger Woods dominated the 2000s. He dominated that decade. It looked like he was going to be it. He was going to be the one, you know, going to have all the records, was never going to be touched. Excuse me. Then we get to Thanksgiving night, 2009, and that is where Tiger's downfall has begun. And... To be perfectly honest, Tiger Woods has never been the same since. But, there's going to be a lot of other celebrities that we're going to mention in this episode. So, let's dive into this week's episode, the season 14 premiere of South Park, Sexual Healing. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on March 17th, 2010. And guess what? Our episode begins Thanksgiving night 2009 at the Woods household where we see that Tiger and his wife Eileen are arguing about Tiger talking to another woman. So he, you know, try, he takes pills and Eileen is like, you motherfucker. And it's so funny every time I hear it. it it's pretty funny. So Tiger, you know, drives away and Eileen is chasing him. But then we see 
that it's a video game that Cartman and Kenny are playing. <laughs> yes, it is a part of the brand new EA Sports PGA Tour 11 video game. Wow, what a video game. Um, and Cartman, well, Cartman especially, is into this video game. It's The video game is kind of one of the highlights of this episode. So now we go to the CDC. And they worry about, you know, everything that's going on lately with these rich, famous men getting caught in, you know, sex scandals. And they try to figure out how they're going to solve this problem. And one of the things I noticed throughout this scene, which you really have to pay close attention to, is every time a guy is talking and he's sitting next to a woman, at the end, when he's done, he'll take his two eyes and he'll look at the woman and then he'll look back. It's the small stuff I pay attention to. So, they fear that this, you know, sex addiction is going to catch on in the schools. And they decide that they are going to do a study to see where, you know, if there are any sex addiction problems in school. So, we go to the school, and there is a scientist there, and he is going to do a test. So the test is, he's going to show them a, a picture of two people naked. So he shows them the picture, and the kids are like, Ooh, wow, uh... And, you know, it's all these different reactions. And Butter's reaction is the best. He's like, that's what's between the woman's legs? Oh my god, I've never seen that! So, the scientist holds the picture up. Then he asks them a question. The question is, what color was the handkerchief the woman was wearing? So they had to write down what the color handkerchief was and you know some of them are like surprised and butters is still talking about you know uh, the woman's vagina in the bush so we get our answer the answer is yellow so some of the kids when asked raised their hand and saying that they wrote down yellow the other question that gets asked is, how many of you said, I did not know that the woman had a handkerchief in her hand? Well, only three people answered. Kenny, Butters, and Kyle. So they are asked to go to another room. And they are told that they have sex addiction problems. And... I love, Kenny is so good in this part. He's like, I don't care. I don't give a crap. So the scientist, you know, talks about how, you know, bad stuff could happen with sexual addiction. You know, sometimes you could end up with autoerotic asphyxiation, which is what happened to David Carradine. That's also what happened with the lead singer from In Excess. And Kenny is like, excuse me? What are you talking about? And the scientist just is like, I know I shouldn't really be explaining this, 
But, you know, there are some people who do this, and they put a Batman costume on themselves, and they wrap a belt around their neck, and, and it's just like, oh no, he's giving him bad ideas. So, then there's a press conference. And, and this press conference is kind of important for the end scene. So they show the recent, you know, results of this survey. 5% of 4th graders are sex addicts. The older the grade you go, the higher it gets, with the highest being high school at about 91%. So, Kyle is watching this press conference. He's in his pajamas. Randy is watching this press conference. Meanwhile, Sharon's reading a book. She doesn't really give a crap about this. And Kenny's family is watching this press conference. Well, except Kenny. So, Mrs. McCormick calls Kenny for dinner. She goes to his room and, oh my god, Kenny killed himself? Yep, you guessed it. Kenny died of autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, man. So, we're at Kenny's funeral. Hey, it's the first time Kenny died this year. Let's see if he can go more than three deaths this season. So, Kyle is kind of, you know, questioning himself, kind of wondering, you know, what, what's, what, what's going to happen? How am I going to do this? And Butters, he sees this bush tree. And he's like, that's it! That's the bush! Although it was a lot smaller. It was, it was a lot smaller. And Kyle is trying to get him to calm down. And it's a lot of back and forth fighting. And the scene ends. So now we see Tiger Woods. He's on the golf course. He's about ready to take a swing. When all of a sudden, it's Eileen. And she's fighting Tiger Woods again. And now Stan is playing the Tiger Woods PGA Tour game with Cartman. And, you know, he's really now getting involved into this game. So he's kind of replaced Kenny as Cartman's uh, video game pal for this game. Meanwhile, Kyle and Butters attend a sex addiction rehab facility where there are a bunch of famous celebrities. Besides Tiger Woods, there's Michael Douglas, Michael Jordan, Ben Roethlisberger, David Duchovny, Charlie Sheen, David Letterman, Bill Clinton, Billy Bob Thornton, Kobe Bryant, and Elliot Spitzer. So... There's a part in this scene where Kyle says that he has not mentioned this to his mom. He has not mentioned it. And Bill Clinton's like, does your mom have big tits? And the teacher's like, Billy, we don't do that. And Butters, uh, by the teacher, gets called bummers, which I find kind of interesting. Yep, we have two new students today, Kyle and Bummers. So, they, you know, go through the process and, you know, they're trying to get the help, in quotes. Meanwhile, this problem's getting more big. It's gotten to the President of the United States. Now, to be fair, this is the first 
time that I can remember since Barack Obama won the election that Obama is actually in an episode. Because all of season 13, they never showed Obama. If they showed Obama, it would have been in pictures or they would have used you know him in like a small clip and he wouldn't really have said anything. So... They take so the so the head scientists of the CDC take up take this problem up to President Obama, and they talk about how there may be a connection in the money. So they look at this hundred dollar bill, and if you look at the back of the hundred dollar bill, is Independence Hall, and if you take a look at Independence Hall, it looks kind of like well just think of it for a minute meanwhile president obama tells them about something that is very top secret but he's going to tell us anyway that in 1947 in roswell new mexico some aliens crashed in and eventually they were taken to independence hall to be hidden while he's saying this his eyeballs look at Michelle Obama. So again, we get that joke. So now we're going to go into a situation where there could be an alien in Independence Hall that may be causing all of this, allegedly. Meanwhile, Tiger Woods is doing a press conference uh, talking about his mistakes, and then you So you know the Tiger Woods video game is becoming my favorite fictional video game of all time. It really is. So now we have a helicopter with all the celebrities that we've mentioned, and Kyle and Bummers. I mean Butters, and. They are about to dive into this mission. Well, here comes the SWAT team to go into Independence Hall. And they are looking for an alien. Although, it's now no longer an alien. It's a wizard alien. And the one SWAT member is like, Okay, hold on. A wizard alien? Really? A wizard alien. I mean, and then he goes into this speech of how, you know, yes, men have the desire, you know, to want to have sex with women and other women. And he mentions how, you know, Benjamin Franklin probably had sex with a lot of women here because he could do whatever he wanted to do. And Obama goes to his watch and he goes, we have a turd in the punch bowl. We have a turd in the punch bowl. So they take the SWAT member away. Now, Butters and Kyle go into the Independence Hall. And, you know, they, they're told to the member of, of the CDC and President Obama that, well, Kyle doesn't think it's a disease. It's just a way of, you know, controlling it yourself. And then all of a sudden you hear this loud noise. And they're like, what is that? Oh my god, who can it be? And it's the wizard alien. And 
this is a part. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. This is my one friendly caution per episode when I get a chance to use it. That is, if lights cause you seizures, like blinking lights a lot of times, I would kind of fast forward this scene for either yourself or your loved one. Because this could cause you a seizure if you're watching it with someone. Because they have this strobe light that goes on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. Well, the wizard alien is the SWAT team member who kind of told them that the wizard alien's a stupid idea. So, Kyle and Butters are given guns. But not guns, they're given rifles. And they're like, shoot him! Shoot the wizard alien! And Kyle takes a shot, and then they're like, shoot him again! And then Butters takes a shot. And it is so ridiculously stupid. And then you have all the celebrities outside of Independence Hall. They're kind of dancing. And it's like, oh, well, we're free. We don't have to deal with this anymore. And then we get the ending. And I want to play the song. Because... While it's not the version of Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye, it's actually a cover of a cover of the song that I'm playing. But anyway, um, Obama says that this national nightmare is over and we're all, you know, we can take care of ourselves with our sexual addictions and desires. So Randy's happy that it's over. Kyle and Butters get medals. Kyle's like, eh, okay, I guess, you know, we did it. And Butters is pissed because he looked at what is under a woman's bush and it's two flappy lips. And he paid a woman to show him this. So then we see Tiger Woods at a press conference apologizing to his lovely wife. And announces that he will be back on the PGA Tour. And then we see Tiger Woods taking his first shot off the tee. About 295 yards. And Carmen and Stan are a little pissed off about the game. It's not as good as it used to be. And Stan just says, Golf is stupid again. And that is the end of sexual yeah quite a way to start off season 14 huh um before i give my rating i want to talk about the song because obviously the title of the ep or the the title of this episode is derived by the song from the late great marvin gay and this is and i correct me if i'm wrong this is Marvin Gaye's last great big hit. Um, Marvin Gaye, one of the greatest singers of all time, he was starting to have a comeback uh, in the early 1980s. And this was the song. This was the song that brought him back up. And, you know... His untimely death in 1984, when his father killed him, 
I think this song kind of epitomizes the voice of Marvin Gaye. Because if you've never heard a Marvin Gaye song, my God, it is such an incredible voice. It's one of the greatest voices you ever hear in your life. It's unbelievable. This man could have sung anything, and I think he would have made it great. So the song in the United States made it all the way to number three on the Hot 100 charts. For 1983, it made it in the year-end charts at number 32. So that's pretty doggone good. In, uh, in Rolling Stone's original list, the magazine, of the 500 greatest songs of all time, this song was ranked number 233. In a revised version of this list, which came out in 2021, the song went up to number 198 out of 500. That's the beauty of the song. I mean, I cannot say anything bad about Marvin Gaye's singing. His voice is... One of the greatest voices that we've ever had, you know, and when, I mean, I wasn't born when Marvin Gaye was shot and killed, but my God, you know, the world lost a heck of a a heck of a voice, a heck of an artist. But the song has lived on for so long that there are other covers of Sexual Healing. Soul Asylum did a cover in 1993, and it made it to number 10 in the U.S. Alternative Airplay charts. Musical group Maximillion covered the song in 1995. It made it to number 60 on the Billboard Hot 100. In 2007... Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor, if you want to leave, leave. No, not that Sarah Connor. Um, <clears throat> Sarah Connor did a, <clears throat> excuse me, did a cover of this song with Neo. And while it did not chart in the United States, it did chart pretty high in Europe, with Germany being the highest ranking at number 11. And Kaigo, a Norwegian DJ and record producer, released a remix of this in November 2013. Again, kind of the same thing with Sarah Connor. It didn't do well in the U.S., but it did well in Europe. Other covers of the song. So other covers include Michael Bolton. Yes, Michael Bolton did a cover in 1999 for Timeless, the Classics Volume 2. His version peaked at number 28 in the Adult Contemporary Chart in the U.S. and 48 on the Canadian Adult Contemporary Chart. In 2005, the song was sampled by Japanese singer-songwriter 
Milia Kato in her song Dear Lonely Girl. That song charted at number 15 on the Oricon Singles Chart. And in 2007, the song was remixed by Alibi vs. Rockefeller with a music video featuring three female dancers dressed as nurses. It charted at number 16 on the Finnish Singles Chart and number 34 on the UK Singles Chart. As far as the episode itself goes, as far as the ep- as far as this episode goes, it's got a good start. It has potential, but the last bit kind of killed it for me. Like the wizard alien thing was absolutely dumb. They could have done without that, and. I just wasn't a fan of that last third act of that episode. I really wasn't. It was kind of disappointing because it looked like, you know, it was, you know, it was going to be good, but then it lost its way somewhere and I'm really not sure where it lost it, how it lost it. So, I'm going to I'm not going to be harsh on this one cuz there are some good moments. The video game parody is good. I really enjoyed that. I'm gonna be fair. I'm, I'm gonna lean towards a 7, but it's gonna be on the low side of a 7 for me. Okay. So this episode... Um, pardon me. Gosh, the, that mic's hard lemonade. That was good. Okay, so a teaser clip of the episode called All the Temptations featuring a parody of Woods' February 2010 televised public apology, was featured on South Park's website and drew 62,000 viewers on the first day. Before the episode aired, several news outlets incorrectly reported the episode's title was All the Temptations Due to the Clip. Series co-creator Matt Stone said the Tiger Woods scandal provided so much material for satire that an entire season could have been dedicated to it, and the media storm surrounding Woods meant they had even less to worry about the delicacy of their parody. Stone said he was simultaneously fascinated and disgusted by Woods' public apology, so the writers were sure to include it in the episode. The script to Sexual Healing was not finished until March 12th, five days before the episode aired. This was in keeping with a continued practice from previous seasons in which Parker and Stone write and produce their episodes within the week before their broadcast dates in order to harness energy for the final product and keep the material fresh. In an early image of the episode released to the press, Woods is seen at his apology press conference with Cartman standing beside him. During the production of the episode, the writers decided to incorporate the Tiger Woods scene as part of the video game that the boys, including Cartman, are playing. Um, this episode aired a few days after Tiger Woods publicly announced he would return to golf at the 2010 Masters Tournament in April. So... How did Tiger Woods do in that Masters tournament? Well, after the first round, he was tied for 7th at 4 under par, which is actually pretty good. But 
then he's kind of off the leaderboard. Doesn't really get in the mix in the second round. But in the third round, he manages to come back and ends up tied for third at eight under par. And in the final round, Tiger Woods ends up finishing tied for fourth at 11 under par, five behind the eventual winner, Phil Mickelson. So Tiger Woods did pretty good for himself in that Masters tournament. The shock and confusion with which the male characters in the episode react to the Woods scandal and the extreme measures they undertake to learn why rich and successful men crave sex served as a parody to the wide media attention and analysis the scandal received. The episode puts forward a pragmatic explanation that it is natural for men to crave sex, so although Woods' actions cannot be condoned, they can at least be understood for what they are. This point of view particularly conveyed in the speech of one SWAT team member near the end of the episode, who is ostracized, imprisoned, and unknowingly shot to death by Kyle and Butters. The episode suggests men of normal financial means would likely be tempted by infidelity and sexual affairs if they had enough fame and money to obtain them easily. The episode also suggests that celebrities involved in these scandals should not be forced to undergo rehabilitation and public acts of contrition. The scene in which the celebrities start shaking and dancing, proclaiming, Look, the sex addiction is leaving my body! demonstrates the insincerity and ridiculousness of these public steps. The episode also mocked the measures used to diagnose and treat sexual addiction in the United States. This is particularly prevalent when Kenny Colin Butters are misdiagnosed with sexual, sexual addiction based on an inaccurate test of simply presenting an image of a naked woman to them and testing whether they could identify a handkerchief in a woman's hand and specify its color. Um, let's go to the reception of this episode because this sentence I'm going to read could be very interesting to you guys. In its original American broadcasting, this episode was watched by 3.7 million viewers, making it the most watched South Park debut since the season 3 premiere, Rainforest Schmainforest, in 1999 which you guys can go back into the archives to check out and listen. The day it aired, Sexual Healing was the highest rated show in all of television among men ages 18 to 34 and was the highest rated cable show among adults ages 18 and 49. March 17th ranked as the most watched night of the year for Comedy Central. Sexual Healing drew a 2.6 overall rating, 2.4 rating among adults between 18 and 49, a 5.2 rating among men 18 to 34, and a 6.9 rating among men 18 and 24. Sexual Healing aired before the series premiere of the animated comedy series Ugly Americans, which drew 2.1 million viewers. The network was also the highest rated and most watched overall television network among men 18 to 24 and the highest rated and most watched cable network among adults 18 and 49 and men between 18 and 34. This episode received generally mixed reviews. Bill Harris of the Toronto Sun praised the timeliness of the episode, which he said has kept South Park relevant throughout its 14 seasons. 
Harris complimented the episode for addressing the larger issue of how sexual acts among celebrities are dissected and analyzed by the media and public. MTV News praised the Woods parody, which they said was particularly timely because of the golf pro's recent announcement to return to golf. It was on the nose while still being clever, which is a balance that the makers of South Park have mastered brilliantly. Bill Brownstein from the CanWest News Service called it an absolutely blistering and timely satire on Woods and sexual addiction. A CNN review called the Woods satire brilliant and a strong improvement over the previous season's dead celebrities, which also included several cameos of celebrity parodies. The review also found the ending of the episode, with Stan and Cartman growing bored with their video game once it focused on golf rather than the sex scandals and fighting, to be a pretty hilarious gag. Ryan Waxen of the, of the Cowl said the episode stood out from other Woods jokes and proved Parker and Stone can do satire like nobody else. He particularly praised the Woods video game and, and the subplot with Butters trying to learn about women's pubic hair, claiming Butters' low intelligence and complete innocence make for some of the greatest moments that the show has to offer. Entertainment Weekly TV reviewer Ken Tucker said the episode was rather short on laugh-out-loud funniness, but included several clever ideas, including the Tiger Woods video game, the satire of the media attention to the Woods scandal, and one of the best Kenny death scenes ever. Joshua Alston of Newsweek said the Woods parody didn't manage to be terribly funny or insightful, and suggested the speed at which South Park writers can produce a topical episode just days before its broadcast is actually a detriment to the show. Alston said, Whereas once the show's creators swiftly turned around topical episodes because they could, now the South Park team is expected to seize on the news. Ramsley Eisler of IGN found much of the episode's humor mediocre, in particular the rehabilitation of the celebrities and the CDC studies of the chimpanzees. Eisler said he enjoyed Kenny's death and Butter's obsession with Bush, but felt the theme of the episode was too obvious and less clever than previous episodes. The AV Club writer Zach Handlin appreciated the timeliness and relevance of the subject matter, but felt the satirical target here wasn't meaty enough to warrant a full episode, and the developing plot just felt too half-assed. Handlin said some individual jokes were funny, but the episode as a whole was too one-note and redundant. Carlos Delgado of If Magazine said the Wood scandal was several months old, so the episode felt stale and old news. Delgado felt the alien infection theory was too random and lazy, and the idea that men would cheat on their wives if they had more money and opportunity was offensive, but not entirely untrue. Within days of the episode's original broadcast, rumors began to spread throughout the internet that EA Sports planned to sue Parker and Stone over their portrayal of the Tiger Woods PGA Tour video game. The rumor began with a March 21st post on the blog Daily Informer, which quoted an unnamed EA Sports source who said the episode had a few copyright infringements in there that I'm sure will be dealt with accordingly. The claims quickly spread to other blogs and websites, but EA Sports specifically denied the rumor, claiming 
The reports that EA Sports is planning to sue the creators of South Park are completely false. And we never did get a lawsuit. Alright, well, let's go to IMDb and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,000 people have rated this episode, and the average rating for this is a 7.6 out of 10. 528 people gave it a 7, that's the that's the rating I'm giving it this week. 300 people gave it a 10, 602 people gave it an 8, and 43 people gave it a 1. The average rating for males was a 7.5, with its highest demographic being under the age of 18 at an 8.3. Meanwhile, females' average rating was also a 7.5. Its highest demographic was 45 and over, with an average rating of an 8.1. So, now that we've gone through that, let's read a couple of reviews on this episode. And we're going to start with a yeah, we'll start with a brand new one. This one was just posted a few weeks ago from Horst underscore in underscore translation. They wrote, Sexual Healing is the first episode from the 14th season of the long-running television series. I would not say it is one of the best or worst episodes the show has to offer, but you have to give credit to Parker and Stone for still coming up with this level of entertainment and quality after so many years, especially because they are not only in charge of the writing and directing, but also the voicing of many characters. A bit of a two-man show from beginning and very likely until the end. And this even happened over 10 years ago if we look at the year 2021 now. Well, fittingly, with 2020 and 2021, there was also major focus on a bit of an illness now, but sex addiction is probably not linked to certain viruses. More to money as we are told here in a bizarre experiment that involves apes. The thing that stays in mind the most about the show was a running gag about how golf video games can actually be exciting with the right approach. Kind of funny how EA Sports really went for stories and not just exclusively the game anymore in more recent releases, like FIFA most of all. So a bit of unintentional foreshadowing here. I doubt this was already the case back at the beginning of the previous decade. Anyway, this idea brings Tiger Woods a great deal of screen time here. But as I stated in the title of my review, which is Tolerably, Tolerable Celebrity, uh, where is it? You will find many other familiar faces here. These include Letterman, Roethlisberger, I will admit I thought it was Reggie Bush because of one quote, I know nothing about American football. Thornton, Duchovny, Michael Douglas, Bill Clinton, etc. You could easily check out the list if you want to know all the names of famous people struggling with sex addiction back then. It could also be said that it is pretty impressive how nicely they animated these celebrities in here. Easy to identify. We still get the names of those mentioned in something that almost feels like a bit of a list of shame. Oh yeah, Batman is in it too and a pretty bizarre connection to the subject. At least they left David Carradine out though, or let's say his name is not mentioned. His unusual death happened less than a year before the episode aired. On the downside, the inclusion of Obama and this alien wizard did not feel too great for me. Maybe the weakest part of it all, and a bit of a pity this story got more screen time as the episode continued. What do we learn from it? 
Don't get caught. Oh yeah, also a decent episode for Butters. Or should I say, Bummers fans. He is featured a lot in here with the Bush mystery from beginning to end. All in all, I enjoyed the watch. Could have been better and could have been worse, but there was not really a moment when I considered giving this a thumbs down. I mean, even the alien wizard part is somewhat saved with the absurdity when there really shows up a creature like this in that very special building. The biggest strengths were elsewhere, though, for example, when we see the class sitting there so innocently staring at the one performing this handkerchief experiment. Or also with the video game, how it bores the kids again in the end, and it's also always the small moments in which Parker and Stone shine with their creativity, the small comments and quotes like how one character found something specific in the water level, or how a prenup, somehow I thought wrongly it was prenup, can make for a good laugh. Or how over 90% of teenagers are about to become sex addicts, again, according to this experiment. Oh yeah, final note, Kenny dies in here too once again, and for once he is wearing something other than his usual orange outfit there. Still, you cannot really see his face as usual. Tough moment for Batman fans, maybe. Go watch it if you like South Park. If you got the season 14, then you don't really need a recommendation from me, though even if this is also a fairly decent watch, if it is the first ever episode you see from this seemingly endless show. No need for chronology. Okay, uh, let's read one from Gangsta Hippie who wrote, Sexual Healing is the first episode of South Park's 14th season. Since the season 13 finale, there have been many events that Trey and Matt could parody. This episode revolves around Tiger Woods and the affairs he had. The plot of the episode involves people trying to figure out what makes rich men have sex with various women. They test the boys for sex addiction, which is what they think the rich men and celebrities have, by showing them a picture of a naked woman and asking the color of the handkerchief the woman, was, the woman was holding. Kyle, Butters, and Kenny do not notice, and the men think they show early signs of sex addiction. Meanwhile, Stan and Carmen play a video game relating to Tiger Woods fighting his wife, which makes them take an interest in golf games. The episode is a fairly good parody with some hilarious moments, but overall, it's nothing special. Alright, two more reviews. This one is from Bo Wakawa, who wrote, When you think about South Park, you think about the shocking laughs and controversies it has had over the season. But you also think about the sort of touch it used to have. I mean, it obviously wasn't touching, but it made you grow to feel for the show. I think South Park started to lose its touch in Season 9. That was kind of where there was no more magic in the air. Season 10 did kind of strike back, but the last three have been utter cop-outs. If this is what is to be left of South Park, and if it goes the way of The Simpsons, I will not watch. Not because of lack of interest. I think it, I will not be able to do it with Season 1-8 through eight in mind. And finally, from Teen Spirit 2, who wrote... I'll keep this short, despite what some wannabe critics may think South Park are still on top of their game. Trey and Matt just say what we all know and think. Tiger Woods recently, a recent interview after this show aired about a sex addiction could not have come out, or could not have come out at any better time. I laughed for a good 20 minutes. This show continues to get better with each season. 
more people should read between the lines a little more and open themselves to what's really going on around you. Also, I really hope they decide to go back to making 16 episodes per season. No! No, 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 no. We are long done with 16 episode seasons. We are long done with that. Alright, well, that's going to do it for this week. So, as play some music. You guys can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. And you can join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other South Park fans to discuss past and present South Park episodes. Next time around, it is the tale of Scrody McBoogerballs. Try saying that five times fast. That's next time on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Have a good week, everyone.